You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show we made it week three's happening well almost wrapping up we got the uh eagles dallas game happening right now uh, as always it's your boys king josh josh king big rome and the fantasy fish what the fuck's up guys how's it going so uh mixed feelings about the weekend you know some some good games. Nice to see some of our booty calls pan out. If you're me, all my booty calls were terrible. Which, uh, <laughs> God damn you, Daniel Jones! Back to the depths of the waiver wire you go, you fucking bum. I, I you know, I knew it. I knew it too. I knew he was gonna have a bad game because I rostered him in almost every goddamn league. You left me hanging, you big-footed piece of shit, Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a bad fucking game. Although, and to defend him, though, every goddamn receiver got hurt, it seemed. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? But It's exactly what you're doing. Put him back uh, in the depths of hell where he yeah. belongs. And it just sucks. I spent fab on him. I demand a refund. <laughs> like, is there, like, a return policy on that? Because what the fuck? But Just, you know, do what I do and pick Devontae Adams as your fucking guy to go to. You never miss. Yeah, your go-to guy is Devontae <laughs> Adams, yeah. Start Patrick Mahomes. He might have a good game. <laughs> it's a possibility. He actually didn't do that great, but yeah. Yeah, because the goddamn charge is the real deal. They are. Sante Samuel Jr. Hmm. Joey Bosa. Derwin James. Love my... You know what's funny? I was actually worried about that game because when the Chargers scored with like... I don't know, was it like a minute left? Mm-hmm. And they scored a touchdown instead of the field goal, not wasted the clock. I was like, God damn it, you left enough time. And they mixed the, they missed the extra point. But then the announcement team said what I actually I was thinking. I was like, that's probably why you go for the touchdown, not the goddamn field goal, because they probably would have missed. Yeah. Because there was actually, um, they said there was like, you know, 10 or 20 mile an hour wins in Kansas City. So, and he missed the extra points. I was like, well, I'm glad we had the touchdown. But at the same time, I was fucking stressed because you gave Patrick Mahomes an awful lot of time still. Oh, yeah. But luckily, he's no Aaron Like we Rogers. said, though, low-scoring game with them two teams. Mm-hmm. Not low, in, not low, low, but low for each team. Yeah, well, 30 to, 30 to 24, nothing crazy. But Justin Herbert turned it around. But. All right, so for tonight's show on the slate, we got our pinks and stinks of the week. We got some... Well, first, obviously, news and noise, because that's what we do. And we have uh, your week four waiver, or your early waivers to keep an eye on. So, uh, I guess without further ado, we'll dive right into the news. First off, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, will return to practice this week. Baltimore needs all the receiver help they can possibly get at this point in time, because goddamn Hollywood Brown can't fucking catch the ball. You were another one of my fucking booty calls. You pissed me off. Anyways, T.Y. Hilton, uh, head coach Frank Reich, says that he's not quite there yet. So I guess uh, another couple weeks of Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell. Although Michael Pittman seems to be the only wide receiver worth using in that uh, in that offense right now. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, bruised ribs, he's considered day-to-day. But I don't think it matters because Big Ben can't throw beyond the line of scrimmage anymore. Panthers head coach Matt Rule said Christian McCaffrey will not be placed on the IR. So I guess that's some good news. I guess they're they're assuming he's going to come back within the three-week time frame. Otherwise, they should just put him on the short-term IR. I'm also nervous because, kind of like how we talked about it before, if you let these guys come back too early with these nagging soft tissue injuries, it could become reoccurring the rest of the year. And uh, Wide receiver KJ Hamler suffered a torn ACL in week three. And also, I read a quote somewhere else that he tore his ACL and some other stuff. It's like, okay, well, he tore some other stuff with his ACL. Solid journalism. <laughs> yeah, it's good writing there out there in Denver. <laughs> but, uh, which is disappointing because KJ Hamler, you know, like it, it's just not that he was like a, a huge, you know, thing out there, but with Jerry Judy out, you just, you, you like having more options out there because then it helps the Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick case, but. This one hits close to home because we're all fat guys, but Andy Reid was released from the hospital after being admitted for dehydration on Sunday. You know, I, I mean, I'm happy it wasn't anything more serious. And because, uh, you know, I, I like Andy Reid, despite him coaching a rival team of my Chargers. Well, you just never want to hear anything like that. That's scary shit. Yeah. I mean, especially like right now in the crazy COVID herpes world, you don't really need guys going to the hospital and stuff like that. It's not fun. Yeah. Bears head coach Matt Nagy, who's probably the worst coach in the NFL right now, says that he can't definitely say who's going to be the starting quarterback week four against Detroit. So it's a toss in the air between injured Andy Dalton, injured Justin Fields, and horrible Nick Foles. So th- those are those are your options out there. And you know we were talking about it pre-show, dear listeners, if you have a chance, go on YouTube, Instagram, or whatever. You look up the ESPN NFL page. And just watch Dan Orlovsky and Rex Ryan absolutely tear into Matt Nagy. It was a thing of beauty. Um, yeah, but Justin Fields, he got sacked nine times. He netted one passing yard because he was sacked like nine times for, you know, 90-something yards. And so he only nets one passing yard. Like, how fucking terrible. You know, and, and granted, you know, you I was excited for Justin Fields. You know, I... I young athletic talented player to just kind of see what you know hopeful potential out there who'd they play they played uh okay yeah so cleveland has a good defense but goddamn man like protect your fucking quarterback like same thing like god you know fuck you too jets offensive line i mean just i i saw some um because it's funny as i was just like every sunday i watch the red zone channel and there were no jet highlights at all. And I was like, I wonder what was going on in that game. So I actually clicked into just the Jets game. And I watched a play where the center and the two guards touched absolutely nobody. And they're running around with their head on a swivel. And they just watch their quarterback get hit. That's <laughs> just solid, solid O-line play. Uh, Jaguars traded quarterback CJ Henderson. So that means basically every first round pick they ever draft is now gone. Uh, traded to the Panthers in exchange for tight end Dan Arnold and a third round pick. I love this trade. I mean, granted, it doesn't put, I mean, I think it helps Carolina because uh, JC Horn broke his foot. So he's going to miss some time, but man, when JC Horn comes back and you have CJ Henderson, who's only 22 years old, who was a first round pick last year. He's only allowed, uh, he said, I read a thing here. He's only allowed 27 catches on 43 targets. I mean, he's a great defensive back. 
So, I mean, to solidify that solid uh, Panthers defense. Blake Martinez, superstar linebacker for the New York Giants. He tore his ACL, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Running back James White from New England Patriots suffered a hip subligation, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he's going to be out indefinitely. So he's going to be on the IR. There's, I read somewhere that there's a chance that he can miss six to eight weeks. But, I mean, if you have an IR spot, throw him on there. But if you can't fit him on your IR spot, then just drop him. I don't think it's worth it at this point in time. Uh, wide receiver Josh Gordon, who has been reinstated by the uh, the commissioner, is planning to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs to their practice squad. Is anybody interested? you interested in that? Anybody? I mean, I picked him up in Dynasty because fuck it, why not? But In Dynasty, yeah, you could probably... If you got big ass rosters, but in a in a uh, season long, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to waste a spot on that until he actually is on the roster. Yeah, I was gonna say in redraft. I'm not a big fan of it in redraft because you know Kansas City they got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde edwards helaire started to get back into the mix of the passing game. A lot of mouths to feed, and they've never really had a, a relevant wide receiver two in that offense, but. You know, kind of like what Rome you were just saying. If you got a deep ass bench in Dynasty, then yeah, I mean, fuck it, pick him up. Yeah, you could do worse. Uh, Titans wide receiver AJ Brown has a strained hamstring and is expected to be considered week to week. So his hamstring actually pulled him out of the game, which is very unfortunate. You know, obviously keep an eye on that. Watch the practice reports. Rome, your boy Scotty Miller has a bad case of turf toe, and he's going to miss a significant amount of time. And they're saying he's going to likely be on IR. Now, granted. I don't think anybody was playing Scotty Miller, but, you know, just I know you love him so much. And uh, the last bit of news I have here, Broncos are signing wide receiver David Moore off the Raiders practice squad. Um, Moore, if those of you that don't remember, and that's funny, I couldn't remember either. I had to look him up. David Moore was on the uh, Seahawks at the beginning stage of his career. For his career so far, he started 14 games. Has 1,100 yards and 78 catches, so, you know. But that's more just bringing another. It's not worth uh, picking him up, but just another wide receiver body for that banged-up Denver Bronco offense. So, any other news that did you guys see out there? There's news that is not news, but I wanted to mention it just because it makes me so happy. Kenyon Drink was benched mid-game <laughs> for third downs to, in favor of Peyton Barber. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here's one. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Quentin Nelson, a.k.a. the best offensive guard in football. He suffered a sprain against uh, the Titans, so he's going to likely miss a couple games. But at the very least, he's considered day-to-day, so not looking good for Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor, who's had a pretty rough year, too. That sucks. I don't know. Carson Wentz just brings the curse. Although I recently just followed a page on Twitter that is wonderful. It is a... uh, Carson Wentz snap count percentage tracker because if he start if he's in like seventy <laughs> percent or more of the of the snaps, it's a first round pick for the Eagles. So someone in Philadelphia started a a, a tracker. There you go. Which I love it. It's it's so good. Yeah. But uh, I think that's it for news. Yeah. So what do you say, boys? You ready to get down and nasty? You ready to talk about your pinks and your stinks of the week? Oh hell yes. Rome, hit us with that first sweetness. All right, all right. I'll hit you with this first sweetness. Uh, listen, this guy has been on fire 
this entire year so far. He could be a, he could be a pink every week, and he caught a lot of shit preseason. He caught a lot of shit last year. Kirk Cousins right now is the man. He was thirty of thirty eight, three hundred and twenty three yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I highly doubt he had any any rushing yards because that man doesn't move very far out of the pocket. But he is figuring out the how to reconnect with Thielen. Because Adam Thielen could easily be a pink also, but I'm going to keep it with Cousins because he's the one chucking that rock around. And I love, absolutely love, what I see week in and week out. He's like he's a very unsexy quarterback, but he's currently the quarterback five on the year. Yep. You know, and... and been super efficient with it he's i mean knock on wood because i have him in a couple leagues he's thrown no interceptions this year eight touchdowns has almost a thousand passing yards so definitely love to see that yeah fish get us with that that sweet sweet the good good all right my first pink of the week is i'm gonna he's gonna be my pink of the week until he stops mike williams another seven receptions Mm. 122 yards another two touchdowns this guy has been on fire to start the year and it didn't stop, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon, barring injury. He's been great, and he'll, he's continued to be great. And he's the number two wide receiver. He's doing this with Keenan Allen still getting a, a higher amount of target share. So he's he's earning his targets, and I think they'll keep throwing it his way. Yeah, well, well Keenan Allen's a – I think I saw he's like the wide receiver like – 14 or 13 or something like that on the year. So, I mean, Keenan Allen's having a very prolific year as well. But, you know, we've talked about this before. Mike Williams, you know, first-round draft pick a couple of years ago. We've talked about if, if he could put the 1,000 yards and the 10-plus touchdowns together, he's one of the – like, he'd be one of the best goddamn receivers in the league. And now he's actually trending in that direct – you know, knock on wood, please, fantasy gods, let him stay healthy. He's It seems like he's finally putting it together. That confidence is there. He's, you know – Big-bodied guy. He's starting to look like that fucking stud that he was coming out of Clemson. So I mean, that, and as a Charger fan, I fucking love it. So that's a great yeah. pick. He's averaging almost a hundred yards a game, and one point what one point two touchdowns or something. One point three touchdowns because he's got two hundred ninety-five yards, four touchdowns in this season. Yeah. Looking great. I read a stat about him where, in his previous seasons his average depth of target was like 15 yards, meaning very inaccurate. His average depth of target now is around like eight and a half, nine yards. So now he's getting much more accurate passes because it's not as far and it's, and he's turning it into gold. So, you know, you'll love to see that. My first pink of the week. It, I mean, he's, is he this year? Stefan Diggs? It's Cooper cup again, nine for 96 and two touchdowns. Now, granted, the uh, the secondary of Tampa Bay is highly questionable, but I mean the fact that Matt Stafford, I think it's the I I I read somewhere that Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford have breakfast together almost every day, and I think that's what's going on. But I mean this man, he's had either a hundred yards or two touchdowns every game. He's the wide receiver one right now in fantasy football. I mean it, it's because like last year Stephon Diggs, you know he was drafted what four fifth round and he was like the wide receiver three four on the year i mean cooper cup is easily going to be that guy and i mean i think he just stays absolutely on fire right now and and he's just absolutely crushing it right now 
in fantasy. And that's my my Rams pick to win the Super Bowl right now. Looking pretty tasty. You know? Yeah, it is. So, Rome, who's your, uh, you know, because you ain't got two in the pink. So hit us with it. Oh, I'll hit you with it. I'm going to keep it in the quarterback ranks, boys. I'm going to stick my fingers all in the pink of Josh Allen. 32 of 43, 358 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Four, four for nine yards is not necessarily a day that you would like on the ground for him. But, man, when he's chucking the ball like that, I don't give a shit. But he also got in the end zone on the ground. So this guy got five total touchdowns. I, I mean, how, that'll win you games. If he can do that on a week-to-week basis – that's going to win you some games. And I get it. It's not the most shocking pink, but dude, it's still a pink. It's beautiful. Well, I mean, I we talked about it. it in our uh, Panicometer episode with Josh Allen. He was like the quarterback, like 18 or something like that. And it's like, yeah. he was like the set first or second quarterback off draft boards, you know? And so right. you, you invested high in him and to see him turn it around like that was, is just, it's a thing of beauty. And absolutely. It, I mean, just absolutely wonderful. So, so Fish, who's your second pink of the week? My second pink of the week, finally, it's about time, James Robinson. Finally had more than more than 12 carries. got 15 carries, so maybe old Urban Meyer there is starting to figure out that he has a nice tool there at running back. 88 yards and a touchdown, six receptions, only six yards, but, you know, half point PPR, PPR, that's still some points there. I'm... Still not the most thrilled about having to start him week to week, but this is a promising turn of events for him. I mean, it it definitely helps that they were up finally in a game, so they could really rely on him to be that grinder that he proved he could be last year. So if they can get up, it's going to be a James Robinson day. Do that Saint strategy and just stop trying to let Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback, throw three interceptions a game. For real. You know, let's control the ball and control the clock a little more here but they they maybe they'll figure it out yeah uh you know it, it's it's a shame that we were for a couple of weeks had to watch carlos hyde plot all over the field and it's like god damn man you had an absolute stud running back like fucking use them so it's nice to see that yeah absolutely my my next pink of the week alexander madison Filling in for injured Dalvin Cook, you know, so all week we were talking about, hey, you might have to pivot. He might not play. Ended up not playing. Alexander Madison just filled right in and and picked up right where Dalvin Cook would leave off. 26 carries for 112 yards and six catches for 59 yards. Absolutely crushed it. Now, Grand Seattle defense, not, not, not really scaring anybody, but the fact that you had a late round draft pick um, director Ross and Fish got in a physical fist fight pre-show talking about the importance of handcuffs or not. But, I mean, the the fact that, you know, we talked about it. Hey, if Madison's out there, pick this man up. And he filled in just fine. It was an absolute stud this weekend. So you like to see that. Let's see. We got some. And, oh, you know what? Because uh, the pink feels so good. Bonus pink of the week for me. We're going to go Najee Harris. You know, I was teasing Big Ben because he can't throw down the field anymore, which is probably true. He is the, uh, uh, was it like NFL memes? One of those, they did a thing where it's like 
Big Ben has like the athleticism of like a tree <laughs> and just, just watching him flop all over the field is just absolutely pathetic. But Najee Harris, absolutely huge day, you know, and 14 for 40. So like the rushing wasn't there, but what I'm talking about 19 targets with 14 catches for 102 yards. So, I mean, if Big Ben can't huck it, he's just going to dump it off to Harris. And, you know, now Harris could easily be, you know, when, when, when a lot of people were taking Harrison at the end of the first, you know, the, the one, two turn in drafts, damn, that was a big sack. Dak Prescott just got crushed. Anyway, um, does foot break? Is he okay? Okay. <laughs> no, he's good. But, uh, Najee Harris, dude, 19 fucking targets. Like, wide receivers would love to. Devonte Adams, if he was targeted nineteen times a game, yeah, we turned it yards. up. Yeah, <laughs> but he turned it into one hundred and one yards on the day, or one hundred and two yards, excuse me. So I mean, really, really good day for Najee Harris to uh, yesterday. Yeah, it was absolutely great. And then uh, any other bonus pinks from you guys? I like this one here that Director Ross put Emmanuel Sanders. Five receptions mm. for 94 yards and two touchdowns. Him being on a new team with Josh Allen, if they start getting in a groove, you know, maybe it took a little bit of games, but watch out for this. He is a very high upside receiver. If he could stay healthy, if this connection just stays as it was this game, that's something to watch out for. Yeah, and we would be remiss to not talk about the greatest kicker possibly of all time mm. in Justin Tucker. Kicking a game-winning, record-setting, sixty-six-yard field goal to clinch it, to clinch a W, just to prove that fantasy kickers belong in the lineup. If they start, like, it's going to have to start readjusting in a lot of leagues. I know we do it in our home league that you get all the yards for the kick rather than just you know the allotted five points, points. for anything over yeah. fifty. Like sixty six point six points for a one kick made is huge. It's a touchdown. He just kicked a touchdown. <laughs> Scoring formats can change, but I don't like the leagues where they're like no kickers. Kickers have such a big impact on the game that, you know, I guess there's arguments both ways, but I think they should be there. You know, I've actually won, I've won fantasy games because of kickers. Uh-huh. You know, in the past, like I remember a couple years ago. Uh, Jason Hansen or some shit like that. He had like eight field goals. So I ended up winning my fantasy game because of that, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I understand both sides of the argument, but you know, well, like kind of like what Rome was saying in our, in our home league, it's, you get points for the yards. So if you kick a 19 yard field goal, you get 1.9 points, but that 66 yard field goal from Tucker, you know, that's 6.6 points. You fucking love that. Plus he, you know, God damn, right. 66. It was a, dude, it was a great kick, too. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was a you doink. fucking deserve 6.6 points if he makes a 66-yard field goal. No, I think if you, right. make a six to, if you make a 60, you get 12 points for that just because of the size <laughs> of your balls. Although, talking about fucking dumb balls, I mean, I know it was like a stink of the week, but why would you attempt an outdoor kick with Matt Prater for 68 yards which then led to the large, the longest return touchdown in NFL history from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And fucking what's his nuts caught it and ran it back for 109 yards. Dumb fucking play calls. Like, I mean, just, you know what? Let's segue right into that. Let's go to our stinks of the week. 
Big Rome, who's who's uh, who was a little nasty, but not the right, good listen. kind of nasty. I'm gonna catch some flack for this, but you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna. It's two guys in particular, and they're linked. One of them did not play, and the other one got hurt in the game. And it probably would have been a nice game. He was seven for thirty-one, two two targets, two catches for nine yards. And then I also put injured piece of shit mouth right next to him because he's <laughs> always did. hurt. And Dalvin Cook. So Christian McCaffrey is the first one, and Dalvin Cook not playing. Listen, these are the consensus one and two players that were drafted. And these guys, get they're missing week three. Christian McCaffrey, I, I get it. Dalvin might be back sooner rather than later, but we don't know. He's injury prone. Christian McCaffrey, they're saying he's missed IR, so hopefully he'll be back in three weeks. But again, the reason these guys made my stinks list, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated that it's happened already, and I get it. There's been a lot of injuries. But, man, having the two top consensus top guys at running back miss time just kills me. Just kills me already. And I get it. We talked pre-show about it. You got to find ways to fill that spot, right? Fill your void. That's where the handcuff, non, or the handcuff, non-handcuff debacle of Ross and Fish, <laughs> mommy and daddy fighting. <laughs> That's where it started, but still, it just hurts to have them miss time so early in the year. It's the stink of the week, and it fucking stinks when your first mm-hmm. round pick misses a game in week three. That's yep. what it comes down to. Yeah, especially the thing I worry about Dalvin Cook is he's never played sixteen games in a year, and I and now I mean obviously he just missed a game, so he won't this year. But I don't think he ever will. I don't think there will ever be a time in his career where he can play sixteen games. I, I don't recall if he had injury problems in college, but I mean, it's they just... really need to do the. Uh, I think director Ross mentioned it, the Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard with Madison and cook just to save him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you want your running back to get 20 plus carries a week. That'd be great. But would it be so bad if he had 16 carries and Madison had eight, you know, or, or five, even five, just take five off of fucking Dalvin cook's plate. I mean, it just you know keep your keep your studs healthy, it, you know. It's just it, it's unfortunate. Uh, Fish, who's uh, who's your stink of the week? This guy stinks. He's stunk <laughs> this week for the first time. David Montgomery, it's thirty four rushing yards, twenty one reception yards. This is another one. I said this last week when I put Alvin Kamara up there. You could put the whole damn team on there, but I'll single out Montgomery because. 34 rushing yards for a running back of his caliber. Just not going to cut it. It's, I don't know. It's just not good. Yeah, well, that entire Chicago offense just manhandled by Cleveland. Like, it was like they didn't even show up. No, not at all. And he only had 10 rushes, so that kind of led to it. But it was, like like I said, you could have put the whole team there. It was atrocious performance. Yeah, that, that was bad. My, my stink of the week is all of my booty calls from the weekend. We'll start with Daniel Jones, you piece of shit. Daniel Jones, you motherfucker. You always, you know, and this is why, like I've said numerous times, he's not an NFL starting quarterback because he's not. He just isn't. You know, he 24, 35 for 266, eight carries for 39 yards. He had a two-point conversion. Woo fucking who? You still shit the bed. You were the goddamn quarterback five, motherfucker. 
even even director Ross believed in you, and Rock, director Ross hates everybody. You know, he he does not like a single NFL player, but he believed in you too. And you let me down. You let everybody down. Now, yes, every one of your goddamn receivers was hurt, but fuck you. Do something. Your quarterback, Cam Newton, go play for the Giants. Weird haired motherfucker dressed like a grandma. Then Tyson Williams. I didn't watch the Baltimore game much, but what the fuck happened? Five carries for 22 yards. I mean, it, it, to me, I, you know, fish you and I, when we were doing the, the booty calls of the week episode, we both agreed. Would you be surprised if Tyson was like the, the running back, like 13? We we're like, no, like he could, he has the potential to be an absolute monster this week. And no, the fuck, the fuck was that? And it, I mean, it was a close game too, but it's just, I don't know I mean, what was going on there. Good old I, Detroit. I should have watched that game. Because Lamar didn't run the ball a lot. Tyson didn't get a lot of carries. No. They weren't scoring like they could. I don't know what was going on. I mean, the only player that had a good game for them was Mark Andrews, the 5 for 109. But, you know, then my other uh, booty call of the week is also a shit stink of the week. Fucking Hollywood Brown. Dude, I believed in you. You know, I thought you were turned that corner. You were finally healthy. I mean, you had a lot of targets. Seven, seven attempts. That was great. But he had two nasty fucking drops that would have been touchdowns now granted it was in the same drive but still we talked about it pre-show you know he ended the game three for 53 that's blech. that's like the hollywood brown that i'm used to seeing but if he would have caught one of those 50 some odd yard touchdowns if he ended up going you know four for 106 with a touchdown it's like dude hollywood brown's legit but no he's a piece of shit and then jared cook i picked you too but I'm giving you a pass, kind of, because you had a touchdown taken away from you. So I still love you. You're on the Chargers, and you beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So, nah, you're fine. But I was just mad. I was mad because it, it was bad. Bad, bad football. Yeah. So, okay, Rome, who, who was your stink of the week? Or did we – I don't know. I went on my angry rant, and I'm just heartbroken. Yeah, yeah I yeah, covered mine. Rome got his. My two running backs. You know what? I'll even I'll even another bonus stink because it just it breaks my heart. But my fantasy boyfriend Antonio Gibson, what's going on, baby? Who hurt you? Why is this so bad? <laughs> Why are you hurting me? You hurt me so bad. I had so I screamed from the rooftops that you were going to be the guy, and I mean technically you are still the guy. You get the carries, but you know twelve for thirty one is an absolute bad game. Like that is not a good football game. You're rushing for a two and a half yards to carry. Now, granted, Buffalo's defense is pretty good. And the only thing that salvaged your game was the one catch for 73 yards, which led to a touchdown, which was absolutely beautiful. More of that, please. Do that every game. If you do that consistently, then it's fine. I'm okay. But just, I mean, the O-line didn't look good. They weren't giving him anything to work with. Taylor Heineke is not that good of a quarterback. I mean, fantasy-wise, he's okay. I mean, he had three touchdowns, which is nice, but it's just Antonio Gibson, please stop making me look so stupid because, uh, you know, it's just goddamn. Rome, what about your boyfriend, Rondale Moore? I know you're a big Rondale Moore homer. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was just not a fucking good game. That's Again, this is something we sort of touched on a lot last week. Rondale Moore looked good, played good. Two receptions, one yard. Ugh, that is not a good game, maketh. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't understand. I understand it. They have, they have 
Kirk. They have Green. They have Hopkins. They have Connor, who I guess they decided to use this week, who probably should have been in the pinks because who knows? They two, Anytime you can get in the zone twice, you're having a day, son. But Rondell Moore, he's just he's just a piece, a cog in the wheel or a spoke in the wheel. It's hard to get that week in and week out. He's well worth a roster spot. So don't get don't get it twisted. But it's hard week to week to comfortably start him over to guys that you've drafted to start. It's the same thing I said when we talked about him previously. Mm-hmm. Each game it's either going to be Christian Kirk or it's going to be Rondell Moore. This week, it was Christian Kirk. He had seven receptions, 104 yards on eight targets. Next week, it can go right back to Rondell Moore. It's too hard to predict. Yeah. Definitely worth rush spot. See if he kind of carves out a larger role more consistently, but it's really tough. Yeah, well, I think it just kind of hurts when you, know, you have DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, who's possibly the best wide receiver in the league right now. But, I mean, I think because he, he was banged up, I think that's why Kirk and Green really stepped up to kind of. But then, like, it doesn't help when you're shutting down the, the Jaguars offense. Like, you know, the, the scoreboard, you know, if you look, it says, was it 31 to 19? So you're like, oh, that's a close game. It really wasn't. They had a 109-yard return. So you take – so it's 31 to 12. I mean, it was not a close game. So that's why James Conner was so heavily involved. Plus, you know, he rushed for two touchdowns. So, I mean, and and I think that just shows that they should reverse the running back pecking order. Conner should be their guy in the beginning. You know, Chase Edmonds, your third down back. I mean, it's let that be the the poor man's Zeke, Tony Pollard. That's probably what they should go with. Because, you know, Chase Edmonds isn't a bad running back, but Conner looked to be the better running back. I I think they're fine as they are. Edmonds is a better pass catcher. Connor's more of a brute force. They're, I think they're using him all right because Connor got in the there inside the ten yard line for a lot of the plays, which makes sense. Yeah, he's a big, big bodied running back. They could reverse it, but if you reverse it, really, you just have James James Connor as a bell cow at that point. He's been a bell cow in the past. I don't see why you couldn't just do it again. But uh, just uh, to keep players healthy is my guess. But yeah, yeah. Although who knows? Maybe they don't even really need a running back because you have Kyler Murray as your quarterback so that that very well could be a thing this is true yeah so i think that'll do it for stinks it was just it was it just hurts my feelings because i you know my guys i love my guys well i don't love you daniel jones i will never (laughs) i will never roster you ever again not even if there's a fire i will never roster you (laughs) you son of a bitch (laughs) Oh, you fucked awesome. my DFS teams up, too, because I put you in all my goddamn DFS. <laughs> I'm sure he fucked up a lot of shit. Everybody was on his train into this what? week. How could you not? It was a good matchup going against the Falcons. It looked good. Yeah, he's, he's looked good for fantasy numbers up until this week. Yeah, motherfucker. All right. Anyways, let's talk about some early waiver pickups that you can get to help you get through week four. Starting off, we got to go the the you know the, the big name out there. Chuba Hubbard. Although it should be Chuba Hubbard. That makes more sense. I don't like that it's Chuba. For the show, or, it's Chuba. Or it should be, uh, was it Chuba Hubbard? Chubhub? Chubhub. Chubhub. Well, let's call him Grubhub. So Grubhub, he's out there. 
Now we've did we did talk about we've been saying four weeks you should probably pick this guy up because you know pre-show we kind of talked about it, but my thoughts on handcuffs are I'm not so much interested in rostering my own handcuff unless I have a handcuff that I know is the clear cuff backup like Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Grubhub. Grubhub should have been rostered. But if he is out there, and he is, he is available in 25% of Yahoo leagues. Okay, if, if obviously you're you're going to pick up, you're going to use your number one waiver claim for him if you're that. But realistically, you should be doing fab. I don't know why. Leagues that do the revolving waiver is stupid. You should be doing fab. But if you're, if you're running fab, what are you spending on Hubbard? Are you spending 20%, 30%, 100%? 20, 20%. 20%. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 20. You got to remember he's not gonna, he's only gonna have value for like three weeks, four weeks. And it's just not going to be like, it's just not going to be the same value. I, I watched that game. I watched that game. Cause I, in dynasty, I've got chub hub. I, I want him to be great, but watching the game, he ain't Christian McCaffrey. He ain't even close. No it's one's such a da- it's so, true, but it's such a downgrade. He just didn't look good. Now maybe it was week his first week jitters of actually being out there and really doing it. But man, he just he left a lot to be desired. Yeah. See, what's crazy is knowing how our home league is, he's going to be picked up for $66, which cuz that's probably what's going to happen by me. Maybe. I I don't I don't know. I need a running back, but I don't know if I need it that bad. But I mean, realistically, twenty, thirty percent sounds about right. Um, especially if, if you can get you know, plus there Royce Freeman's still of you know I, he Freeman got some play, you know, and he didn't look half bad. Now granted again, you know, they're not either of them aren't McCaffrey. If they were McCaffrey, they'd be a starter somewhere else, not you know, backing up Christian McCaffrey. But uh, Freeman looked good. He looked okay in a couple plays, and and I mean he's he's not a speedster. He's not, you know, a a monster or anything like that. But I don't know. I I would definitely I would I would make an attempt to get him. You know, just but okay. Moving on. AJ Green. He's available in fifteen percent of Yahoo leagues. Just this last week, he looked good out there. You know, with the banged up uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he went five for one twelve. Are we uh, we interested in AJ Green? Again, it's the same. It's the same thing that we said about Rondell. It's tough, man. I, I was big on AJ Green. I thought he'd be a lot more involved than he has been. I just feel like there's too many mouths to feed. Yeah. For somehow that's growing. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the running game to be as in vogue. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. AJ Green. I I don't know. I'd probably leave him on the waiver wire, to be honest. I mean, maybe in a bye week situation kind of thing, but I'm realistically, DeAndre Hopkins isn't always going to be banged up. He's still the number one guy. You know, Green's not even the number two guy. It, it, the pecking order or depth charts probably, you know, Hopkins, Kirk more than Green. You know, he's like the wide receiver four on the teams. So you know, unless someone actually gets hurt long term. I'm not that interested in uh, AJ Green at this point in time, but I guess you know, hey, name. If you're in a super deep 12, 14, 16 team league, then yeah, definitely go pick him up. But I don't know anything smaller than that. I'd, I'd probably wait. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had a good game there for uh, New England against the Saints. 
six for 96 and a touchdown. Um, you know, his, his snap percentage is slowly growing up every week. Went from 44 to 53, now 76% of snaps. Do you think Kendrick Bourne's legit? I mean, you know, Rome, you're my San Francisco guy. Is, is, is Kendrick Bourne a thing? Are you interested in Kendrick Bourne at all? Preseason, I was really, really, I shouldn't say preseason. When he first got signed by New England, I kind of, I went, oh, that's a little sneaky signing because I thought he was great. He was really, really underrated in San Francisco. But there's just a lot of other pieces. Plus, they've got the rookie quarterback at the helm, which I don't know if that is, I don't think it's good. As a whole, I just saw the stat. Like, he's the only one of the rookie quarterbacks with a win. And it was against the Jets, which isn't saying all that much. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm taking all of it with a grain of salt. I do I like him. The talent is there. Is the opportunity going to be there? That's yet to be seen. Yeah, I'd agree. One thing I do like though is Bill Belichick's going to play people that perform good, and he performed good. He seemed to have the trust of Mac Jones. They probably aren't going to pass the ball a whole lot when they can avoid it. But you got to think, too, James White is out. That's another receiver that they kind of need. You know, passes might be going to receivers more. So it's something that if you have depth, you can pick him up now. If not, keep your eyes on him because he could uh, gain some consistency here, especially as Mac Jones gets better throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll stay in the vein of wide receivers here. You know, we got a couple quarterback. We have a quarterback to talk about, but Rashad Bateman. You know, as we kind of talked about earlier, he's coming off the IR. Hollywood Brown can't catch the fucking ball. So I mean, is Bateman? I don't see my thing with Bateman. I'm looking right here. He's 14 percent available in Yahoo leagues. I I, I want to see him play. Now, I mean, you if you have like I don't know if you have like a like if you're if you're in our home league and you pick up Braxton Berrios, then maybe I'd drop him to pick up Bateman. But I mean, I don't know if I really want to cut bait on uh, or cut loose one of my bench players right now for Bateman, just because uh, Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback. So Lamar Jackson hasn't looked that bad. I mean, you say he's bad, but he threw what potentially was two pretty perfect balls to Brown. Ba- Bateman. For for me, it's we don't know is he going to be behind Sammy Watkins? Is he going to be ahead of Sammy Watkins? What's his role going to be? What's yeah. his target share going to be? It's kind of hard to know. I don't know. Like the only thing that that you run the risk of is if you wait it out on it, is it too late? Like if he comes in and just lights the earth on fire, and you're like, fuck, because he looked good coming out. You know, it was you know a lot of praise coming out of him in the draft, saying like, wow. The Ravens actually uh, drafted a, a good wide receiver. Not that Hollywood Brown wasn't, but up until this point, Hollywood Brown has been a bad receiver. So I was like, wow, Bateman's here. There's a legit wide receiver on the offense. You know, this now helps solidify the Baltimore offense and to be, you know, something legitimate. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see more. Um, another wide receiver we want to talk about. He's available in 74% of leagues. But he still that that means he might be out there. But Manny Sanders, if, especially if Beasley's not available. But this last game that that Manny Sanders had, with you know Josh Allen's finally coming back to life. But you know five for ninety four and two touchdowns. I mean, absolutely great game. You know, I mean, I know he's old, and and it's 
he's like the only player that's older than us that we've been talking about because we've been saying that every player's younger than us when we called him old. That he's the only player that's like older than us right now. But you know, he's gotten at least six targets every week. His snap percentage is at least seventy-seven percent. So I mean, he's are these numbers? He's thirty-seven percent rostered in sleeper, but I don't, know, I don't know. That's besides the point. But either way, he's out there. I mean, are you guys interested in Manny Sanders, or do you think this is just kind of like a one-time thing? I mean, I would. I I wouldn't mind it. He's, the, if they throw the ball like that, he's going to get love, even if Beasley's there. So I think he's definitely worth a spot. I'm not spinning. I'm not spinning out for him, but he's he's definitely worth a spot. And he's kind of opposite of the Kendrick Bourne story, right? This is a good quarterback on a high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot more points to go around. You know, and then there's a player that we seem to talk about every waiver wire episode. Tim Patrick. He's still 35% rostered. Five for 98 last week. You know, he's he had. He had two. He had a touchdown week one and two. He had over ninety yards week three. Why the fuck is this man not rostered in more leagues? Jerry Judy's hurt. Hamler's now hurt. Bridgewater's actually actually I read a stat which was completely reverse of what we talked about before. Teddy Bridgewater leads the league in deep passes right now, and you know Tim Patrick he's getting it done. This man needs to be rostered in every single league. I mean, even even short leagues, even 10-team leagues. Go pick up this man. Why is he available? Pick that man up. Pick him up. Fish, you got one for us? Yeah, I got one for you guys that I mentioned last week, and he's still widely available. He's still available in 89% of leagues. And Hunter Renfro. I said last week, you know, he's getting about – First game he had 70 yards, second game he had 57. I said he was a touchdown away from having a great game. Well, guess what? He got a touchdown. Five five receptions, 77 yards, touchdown. That's a good wide receiver three, flex play, bye week filler. He's not playing every snap, but he's getting it done when he's in there. And he's highly targeted in clutch moments. So when they need a touchdown, they're going for him. When they need a first down, they're going for him. It's either him or Waller. Although Ruggs and Edwards are both stepping up a little bit in the offense too, I still like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I, I like Hunter Renfro. I mean, it it again, it's not like the because you know the Raiders like out, no one's sexy coming out of that offense, but you know Renfro, he's been their most consistent wide receiver I think uh, this season so far. He's had at least 50 yards every game. He's had at least five catches every game. And now he finally had a touch. He's the wide receiver 25 on the year right now. So, I mean. Yeah, he's a butterface, you know. Everything's good, but his face. Like, <laughs> at his face value, you don't like it, but it's good. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, quarterback for the Washington football team. Um, you know, Buffalo has a good defense. Threw for two touchdowns. Had some rushing. Eight for 21 and a touchdown. I mean, he's. He's been a good fill-in quarterback for uh, – what the fuck was our quarterback? Is that Fitz? Yeah, Fitz. Yeah, Fitz. He's been a good quarterback filling in for Fitz. He actually was – he wasn't bad last year in the playoffs. He, you know, he gave Tampa Bay a, a run for their money. And, uh, you know, he, he's available out there. They're taking on Atlanta next week. So, I mean, uh, 
You guys interested in Taylor Heineke? Maybe like a super flex, two quarterback kind of league kind of thing? Yeah, I think it would have to be that. He's thrown a little bit too many interceptions. Granted, he played Buffalo. But he's completing about 70% of his passes. You know, 670 yards, five touchdowns in three games. Those three interceptions kind of killer. But that's good numbers for fantasy for who he is and for what you're going to get out of him. I mean, if you're the Daniel Jones owner, then go pick up Taylor Heineke because he's a bad man. Daniel Jones is a bad man. He went to Duke. Do you go to, yeah, Duke. And Duke, they rape women at Duke. Not saying Daniel Jones is a rapist, but, you know, hey, allegedly. Oh, he went to North Carolina. Even worse. No, no, he was, a, he was a Duke guy. The director, Ross, why are you put UNC? I thought he went to Duke. Yeah, who fucking cares? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what college he went to. Daniel Jones, did he even go to college? He just showed up one day and was like, hey. I, I, Daniel Jones is a Duke guy. He's from Duke. Yeah. 100%. UNC was Trubitsky. Yes. Yeah. You got your bad quarterbacks confused. I mean, they're all bad. But anyways, uh, Josh Gordon. We interested in Josh Gordon? Wait, we already talked about Josh Gordon. Yeah, has to be sleeper. Be- or dynasty, Super deep excuse bench. me. Yeah, yeah. dynasty, yeah. Man, Philadelphia making it kind of interesting here at the end against the Cowboys. Too bad they didn't play like this earlier in the fucking game. Uh, anyways, to wrap up our waiver wire thing, we also kind of like take a look at some of the defenses. Um, it's sometimes like if, if you don't have like that top tier defense, and you're streaming defenses for most of the season, it's kind of like it's kind of nice to keep an eye on, um, who's playing bad offenses because sometimes they are available. Now, Cincinnati defense. Probably not rostered by much. They're available in 98% of leagues right now. Taking on Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence throwing six interceptions. Definitely a sexy pick. Buffalo. They're only available in 10% of leagues, so they, they're probably rostered in your league. But just, hey, that, but there are 10% of leagues out there where they are available. And they're playing Houston. And Tennessee, 85% availability. Taking on the Jets, who let Denver do whatever they wanted to them they laid down there and they took it and they're a bad team so some some decent defense streamers out there but that's all i got you guys got anything else that's it man talking about daniel jones makes me sick i'm gonna have diarrhea now i have to (laughs) shit out the shit out the booze as rafi would say cry myself to sleep but hey thank you so much for listening guys and hanging out with us we appreciate the love and support uh if you're new welcome it's this raunchy every time you know hey get us on the social medias at filthy fball show on twitter at filthy fantasy football show on instagram send in your emails or questions to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com and again thank you so much you beautiful beautiful souls out there king josh josh the king big rome Fancy fish. Have a good one, y'all.